I'm Jay Pitts, a real estate broker, agent, leader, and investor. For the last decade, I've navigated the craziest of real estate markets this country has ever seen, selling over 2,000 homes, moving in and out of markets, always ahead of the curve. And now I'm bringing that perspective to you. This is your resource, and Real Talk About Real Estate starts right now. And we're back, folks. Welcome back to Resource, Real Talk About Louisville Real Estate. I am your host, Jay Pitts, broker owner at REMAX Premier Properties here in Louisville. Uh, as a reminder, just to top off the show, you can always ask for access. Go on Facebook.com and request access to our private group. That group is titled Resource, Real Talk About Louisville Real Estate. Um, but you can also find us full episodes of the show on iTunes and Spotify. It's coming soon to Pandora, coming soon to Amazon Music, working on getting that up now. Seth is working feverishly to make that happen for you so that you can hear the show wherever you podcast. Also, you can find us at facebook.com slash the resource podcast for full links, uh, links to full episodes and clips of the show uh, right there on the Facebook page, links over to the iTunes episodes individually, links to subscribe to the show, um, you know, and, and links to YouTube so you can get full video episodes. You can also find us on youtube.com slash Realtor and at Realtor on Twitter and Instagram. Before we get started today, though, on today's topic, I'd like to call your attention to something that we launched just last week which is a second piece of content that we are producing under the resource brand name. So Resource Real Talk About Louisville Real Estate is the, is the title of this podcast, the podcast that we do weekly on Wednesdays that we push out uh, live you know, as we record it on our Facebook group, but also later on all the podcasting platforms as well as YouTube for video episodes. But we started by recording a five-minute episode just after we finish the podcast. We're not putting that out live, but this is a tactical, um, you know, nitty-gritty down to the detail what to do to make yourself better in real estate. Five minutes or less, video and audio, uh, it will, we will work for both. We've got an episode live on iTunes right now as well as on YouTube. You can find us there. We're going to push those episodes over to the Facebook group as well. Um, I highly recommend that you take a look at this. You know, last week's uh, episode was centered around the home inspection and things that you can do to help the home inspection process be better for your buyer client. Um, it's it's just, again, we, we talk a lot of philosophical, we talk a lot of strategy, we get, you know, really kind of like thousand foot view here on the podcast, but it's not lost on me that just boots on the ground, tactical tips and tricks is something that all of you out there navigating this really wild world of real estate can use in your day to day. So as a reminder, once again, at J Pitts Realtor on Twitter and Instagram for uh, uh, other content we do, youtube.com slash J Pitts Realtor, facebook.com slash the resource podcast. Okay, so what are we talking about today? As uh, the running joke is, I'm always excited about today's topic. Um, very timely though. 
timely in that we've been through basically a blizzard, which is kind of underperformed expectations, frankly, in terms of inches of snow. I keep hearing we're getting like 10 inches, but then I'm seeing like TikToks of people putting like the ruler in the ground and it's like two and a half inches. The real issue, I'm not going to, I'm not here to debate, uh, you know, the, the, uh, efficacy or, or validity of the claims made by our local meteorologists. There are certainly people around the country doing a lot worse than us. The folks in Texas, uh, obviously our hearts go out to them. I think there was something like 4 million people without power um, with, with crazy temperatures that they don't see. So, you know, when you're not used to dealing with sub freezing temperatures and you all of a sudden do, uh, there, there are certainly uh, consequences that come from that. So our, our, our hearts go out to those folks. Um, but it brings to mind, you know, living in, in a place where we have these kind of storms every once, once in a while. It's been a few years. I think 2014 was the last time we had this. But, you know, really what brought upon the, the challenge that we're having is ice storm followed by snow, followed by ice, and now more snow is supposed to be coming in. So you're sitting here on February 17th. Probably, you know, if I remember correctly, last year, of course, we were dealing with the pandemic, you know, about 30 days from now, this time last year, um, we had unseasonably warm temperatures early in the spring. And therefore, the activity started very quick last year, um, very, very early in the year. And that's been the case the last, I would say, five or six years. Um, it seems like, you know, demand and lack of supply, which we're going to get back into in a moment. This is a recurring theme here on the show. It's made buyers want to get out and start shopping earlier and earlier. But here you are with however many inches of snow on the ground. Uh, multiple days in a row of severe weather and, you know, cancellations and closings and all these things happening. Um, what do you do? You're less than 30 days away of a full, you know, full motion, you know, spring selling market in full swing. You've got buyers that have been looking for six months Back, dating back to the fall that slowed it down through the holidays, put it on a shelf for the winter, and that want to get out starting now, we've got less than 1,000 active listings on the MLS right now for the first time in history. And it's got to be the first time in history. Since 50 years ago, probably, when an MLS doesn't exist, do we have only 1,000 properties for sale available? We're at less than 50% of the inventory we had last year. We're at less than 30% of the inventory we had five years ago. This is an issue, and we need to be in forward momentum, not treading water. So what do you do? And this is not a top three show. However, I'm going to give you three things that you could absolutely do to remain proactive because isn't that what makes us successful in real estate is proactivity? So the two biggest knocks on a real estate professional are poor communication, pretty typical, can't be good at anything if you don't communicate. We certainly talk about communication here a lot. Poor communication and lack of proactivity. They put a sign in my yard, I don't know what they're doing, they don't call to tell me the house isn't selling, it isn't happening, which you know we know is not the case right now. Most listings are selling. Okay, they're selling because they have no choice. Buyers have no choice. Buyers have a place to live. There's another maxim that I use quite a bit. 
Most clients are timing buyers. They do a process of elimination, not a process of selection. They eliminate all but one proper of the available properties that are accessible to them within the time constraint they have to purchase. So that's most of your clients right now. Most of your clients are being forced to either buy properties they don't want or they're forced to wait when they don't want to wait. And there's stress and anxiety attached to that. But that's not even really my point today because the solution to all things real estate right now is more inventory. That's why you hear us talk consistently about new construction as an answer. But that, that you know, help may be on the way, but it's 12 months out minimum before new construction can absorb any of the demand um, provide any of the supply that we require to make this market ease the tension slightly. Ease in the tension. What's that from? That's from Happy Gilmore. I, I knew I was going to drop in a Adam Sandler reference before too long on this podcast. But anyway, um, so anyway, <laughs> Seth's trying to laugh. He's just he's too young for Adam Sandler. I don't know about that. Anyway, um, so what do you do? to be a proactive snow day realtor. What do you do? Well, here's a couple of ideas. Again, this is not a three, uh, three item list type show, but I got an idea. If you got four wheel drive and it's safe for you to get out, or even if you don't, let's just say, uh, you know, you own a home and you do some business with your neighbors or, or, or let's just say, you know, your neighbors and you'd like to sell their home for them at some point. I got an idea. Bundle yourself grab your snow shovel and shovel shovel your neighbor's driveway or get in your car and drive to your client's house and shovel their driveway that but jay what does that have to do with real estate it has everything to do with real estate it has everything to do with real estate because you are in the people business the people business requires that you build rapport and build relationships with individuals that would like to have a reason to work with you in the future. I got another idea. If you've got a few extra bags of salt in the garage because you can't find a bag anywhere in Louisville right now, pick up the phone, call your client, um, maybe someone who you know is under the weather or is is not physically capable of taking care of their own stuff and drop them off a bag of salt. Call somebody who you know is an essential worker that needs to get out and go to a hospital to care for sick people and help them dig out from the snow. Now, that's not really a huge issue with us this moment, but it may be tonight. I don't know. They're telling six to ten inches, which hasn't happened yet, but it might. What about reminding your clients to disconnect their exterior hoses and go to their basement and shut off the water supply to their outdoor spigots? It seems to me like that's one of the easiest things in the world to forget. To be fair, to be fair, I did not disconnect my outdoor hoses until December. Now, we hadn't had real, you know, subarctic temperatures at that point, so I'm just fine. And yes, they make frost-proof spigots, but those things are not foolproof. Here's my point in all of this is those three ideas for you that you can use proactively 
to create a conversation with somebody that you presumably care about, that presumably cares about you and your level of success in business, or somebody that you would make a good bet that would care about your level level of success. And now what have you done? You've treated someone with care and respect, and you've started a conversation. You know, I always say, and I have nothing to substantiate these statistics, but 99% of realtors don't even talk to their clients, don't even reach out to their clients, their past clients, their network, their sphere of influence, their COI, whatever you want to call it. We call it a million different things. And we, we have more names. We, 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 we figure out more things to call it than we actually call the people. But in this business, your, your COI, your sphere of influence, your people, your your, your homies, your, your friends, your past clients, anybody that you should be talking to that would love to support you in your business, but you're kind of like, you know, really kind of hamstrung and you end up don't, not doing anything because you're afraid of breathing commission breath all over them that, they, oh, they're going to know that I'm calling about business. Yes. Yes, they will. 99% don't call at all. Of the 1% that call, 99% don't ask for the business when they're on the call. They don't formalize it and make sure the person knows that they're here to assist and help. It's not that difficult, folks, to come up. I came up with those three things 30 seconds before we went live today. 30 seconds. Those are three reasons to have a phone conversation. Which kind of takes me back to the, the thing that you should probably be doing most on a snow day as a realtor is prospecting. If you're not getting out to show homes, if you're not writing offers, if you're not going to closings, if you're not doing any of those things, your telephone and your laptop, they still work. I presume you have Wi-Fi. The best way to prospect is to talk to people that you care about and that care about you. You don't do things because you're afraid. You're afraid of that you might say the wrong thing because these are actually people I care about. Look, I know people that will call a Zillow lead 82 times in a, in a 24-hour period and they won't call their friends once. Not once. And even if they have a very valuable piece of information to pass along, they won't call them at all. I've got another I've got another approach for you. Family, occupation, recreation and dreams. The Ford technique. It's one of the simplest and oldest methods of rapport building in sales. Family, occupation, recreation, dreams. Everyone wants to talk about those four things with somebody they care about. So if if these people care about you, presumably they do. You can always ask them about any one of those four things. But I'm warning you, okay, don't be the one, the 99%, uh, either 99%, be the 1% of 1%. Be the 1% that calls, and of them, the 1% that actually talks business. Because let me tell you something. If someone's supposed to be the best around at what they do, and they don't have the guts to talk to me about it, I'm doubting 
how qualified they are to represent me. I am. Hi, I'm Jay Pitts. I'm with Remax Premier Properties. Um, I'm the best at what I do, and you should do this. Now, you don't have to be that direct. Maybe that's a little bit forward. But you know what's not forward? Hey, guys, um, I just wanted to, you know, I'm sure you did it already, but um, I just want to make sure that, you know, you disconnected your outdoor hose bibs. I, I've had lots of calls from clients lately that have forgotten to do that. And I'm referring out a lot of plumbers to take care of frozen pipes. And I just really don't want that to happen to any of my people. So I thought I'd just give you a shout today and, um, you know, just make sure I gave you the quick reminder. Hey, did you winterize your, your you know, uh, irrigation system? You know, that one hit me just this second. Okay. Hey, do you have somebody that's, um, you know, can, can take care of your driveway for you? I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going to be in the area and I don't mind doing it. Or, hey, I've got this client, this client that runs a business and they, you know, landscaping is slow, obviously, in the, in the wintertime. And they, they give me a great price to clear driveways. I can send them by if you want. Any of those are great ideas. So, but let's take a step back because I know that the biggest issue is not finding a reason to call. That's easy. I mean, I've just given you five or six in the 10 minutes that we've been sitting here. Okay? Finding a reason to call is the, is the challenge because of the challenge. You're scared to be looked at as a pushy salesperson, so then you fail to find something that you feel comfortable asking in order to initiate the conversation. Well, I say, you know, consider the circumstances that people are going through right now with the weather. Go back to the beginning of COVID when I told all of our agents to just call in to ask how people are doing. I mean, when in, I, I'm 39 years old and never in my life was I forced to stay in my house for long periods of time and not see people. I'm a social being, right? I wasn't okay not seeing people. I wanted to talk. I was thankful that I got to get on a Zoom call like multiple days per week and talk to 30, 40, 50 real estate agents within our company because it gave me that connection that I needed. People are going to find the same thing now. They're coming off a year that was like no other, and now they're stuck inside, and their kids can't go to school because it's snowing, or they can't go to school at all. Just ask them how they are. Give them a tip about real estate. And you know what? If it, if it, if it transitions into a conversation about the nuts and bolts of the market right now, then you've really won. Because that's what you should be doing, really, is you should, you should be calling to have the conversation about the market. You know, a mentor of mine, Mr. Tom Ferry, always used to talk about how, knowing your answer to the how's the market question. And the answer was always, it depends. And it does, right? I mean, this is true. Uh, it does always depend because if you're the, you know, owner of a, you know, $175,000 cute starter home, you're going to get 82 offers and sell it 25% above list price. But if you own, 
you know, even in the hottest of hot markets, a really expensive property in the middle of the woods, disconnected from, you know, the city by 50 miles, there's far fewer buyers out there for that type of property, right? Or if your property's just dated, or if it's an estate that needs work, or if it's moldy, or it's whatever, right? It always depends. But the answer now is something different. The answer now, instead of giving a throwaway question, a throwaway answer, you should be a contrarian. We talked a few weeks ago about the contrarian viewpoint and the power of it. This is another example. How's the market, Jay? You know, the market's crazy. Crazy? Yeah, it really is. It's like nothing I've ever seen. Really, because, you know, all we hear is that the market is just amazing and houses are selling so fast. Yeah, you know what? That's an interesting thing that you say that because, you know, yeah, it is good. It's really good for a lot of people. And we're selling things almost as fast as we can. We're encountering challenges that we've never encountered before either, though. Oh, yeah? How so? Well, you know, I mean, we're having a hard time finding enough properties to sell. We have so many people wanting to buy them and not enough properties to sell. Interesting. Yeah, you know, it's almost like property sellers like yourself can name their price. So, you know, for people like you, obviously, though, in order to sell, you have to kind of know where you're going next. Oh, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. That's interesting. So, yeah, uh, so, so someone that figures out how to solve that particular problem, right, uh, and whether it be that they're a move-up buyer and they're purchasing at a price point that they didn't really expect that they, you know, would, would be able to afford, but because of the escalated price on their property, they can buy something. Oh, and not to mention rates below, probably a full point below the previous, like, basement bottom rate that we had ever seen means that, you know, affordability is through the roof also. So yeah, you may end up paying more than you expected, but because of the equity you're able to get out of your current home and the rates that you can finance at for long periods of time, um, you can move up into a slower market than you're selling at. And you know, truthfully, I think that the people that don't figure it out and the ones that wait for the market to normalize are going to miss out. Why is that, Jay? Well, I think they're going to they're going to miss out because you know, if rates creep up, then affordability drops. And when affordability drops, then prices could slide backwards. And if prices slide backwards, you're getting hit both on the buy side by higher rates and on the sell side by less equity. Wow. So now, what have I done there? Other than just have a Complete role play session with myself, which was a bit bizarre, out of body. Um, <laughs> what I've just done right there is illustrate a conversation between an agent who has a handle on the market, who understands the consequences of certain decisions and has imparted knowledge. Now, was that all sunshine and rainbows? It absolutely wasn't. But I didn't answer a throwaway question. How's the market? With a throwaway answer. It's doing great. Selling. Good to see you, right? You, you need to know that silver lining discussion because you didn't catch it, 
But the silver lining is it's really crazy, but the people that figure it out, cue, that should cue the thought, the people that work with me, the people that figure it out or the people that work with me are going to navigate this market in the best way possible and they're going to come out ahead for it. Because you don't want to be the person that misses the party. FOMO is a real thing in real estate and in life. That is an emotion that people don't want to endure. And it's the truth, right? There is a silver lining for move up buyers. There is a silver lining to this challenging, crazy market for people that can find temporary housing. Eliminate the elimination game. Be a buyer that is a one of selection. When you eliminate the timing sale and buy together, you can be a selection buyer rather than an elimination buyer. That's important. It's important to understand. And I'm going to tell you guys, realtors out there that are listening to this show, this will not get easier unless you find a way to inspire your clients to list now. Now. We need the stopgap between now and when new construction comes to our rescue. Now, I'll be the first to say, we've kind of figured this out. My team accounted for for 6% of all transactions that went pending in the marketplace last week. 6%. The average was 0.6% per agent. 0.6. We are 6%. 10x the average. 10x. You know, I mean, the MLS brought 285 listings to market last week 285 which is which is down from the period the same period last year 372 we had a deficit year over year of 87 new listings come to market the weeks from 2020 and 2019 so my team had 10 of those 10 of 87 there's 5000 realtors we are 30 5,000 realtors. So we're getting our listings. We're selling our homes. But it, it is only a matter of time before the sheer unav- lack of availability of properties to sell will impact everyone. Each and every one of you listening to this show right now need to pick up the phone and talk to everyone you know and say, what price would you be a seller? What price? There's a price. I'm telling you there's a price. Probably one of the most interesting developments I've seen in real estate in a long time, psychologically, was Zillow figuring out that the make me move feature that I don't even know if they have anymore, the make me move feature would get people wildly interested in selling. It's nothing that I'm aware anyone has else anyone has done since or had done before. Basically, the concept is put your put your house on our site and tell us what it would take to make you a seller. 
Now, like every other internet lead provider or search company in the entire universe of real estate, they're trying to solve the holy grail of identifying sellers versus buyers. Look, we all know that buyers like looking at pretty pictures and videos of homes, right? It's easy to find buyer leads. It's not easy to find sellers. Okay? So that's all they were trying to do. That's all they were trying to do is find sellers. What they found was a psychological kind of epiphany in market in terms of marketing is that there are price there is essentially a price where everyone is a seller. Could you as a real estate professional find temporary housing? Temporary housing for your clients. Have that part of the equation solved for them and deliver that as that and selling now as an alternative to trying to sell and buy at the same time. You might even make money doing it. I know people that own Airbnbs, Air, you know, travel. Tourism is down right now. There's a lot of properties. I guarantee you some folks with conditional use permit were, would be willing to go slightly longer term for escalated rents to allow people to take advantage of historic high prices combined with historic low rates so they could sell and then start the process of selection rather than elimination. I'd say that's a good idea. So one last piece of advice when you're generating this con these conversations. It occurs to me that if historic high prices in multiple offer situations and above list price and no inspection and no appraisal and post-closing possession and all these all these things that buyers are doing to yield leverage to a seller in a negotiation to get one of the few properties that is adequate for them to purchase, if that's really happening, then you're seeing historic record-setting pricing for certain neighborhoods. And is that information readily available to you as a real estate professional? It is. It's right there in the MLS. It's one click. Instead of active, you hit closed. Isn't it a pretty relevant conversation to have with a past client that bought their home as little as one year ago? Because we know if you're a listener of this show, you know that people are continuing to transact real estate more often. You know, once upon a time, people bought a home and they lived into live, they lived, they raised their entire family, they lived in it until retirement, and then they downsized. Now people move every four to seven years. If somebody bought their house 18 months ago and prices have gone up 25%, might they be a seller? If they knew that their neighbors sold their house for more than they would have ever expected to get, don't you think that's a relevant conversation to have? I'll even give you the word to use. Advisor. Let's say, let's say a stock investor. Let's, let's, let's just make it even more real. Let's say that you were a stockbroker and you had a client that was heavily invested in GameStop. 
last month. And they've owned the stock for 10 years. I mean, their dollar cost averaged at $5 a share. And it was a $19 stock. And then in three days, it went up 1,500%. And let's say, and I don't know what game is GME is trading at today, but a lot less than it was, that's for sure. I think the bottom's pretty much fallen out. It'll end up being a $19 stock again. But um, you were their advisor, and they were dollar-costed at 5 and the price went to, I don't even know. Seth, you got that? No, I mean, what, what did GME go to? Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. GME went to $300 a share. Okay, right? <laughs> 340 a share. It's back to 46 So 340 a share, 362 I'm, I got a 362 at its peak. Okay, so it was a $19 stock. It went to $362. They were in it for $5. You're their stock advisor, and you didn't call them. And now it's back to 45 which is great. It's double what they had. But <laughs> you just missed a 90% gain for your client because you didn't want them to think that you stood to make any money by calling them because you know they're friends and they don't want you don't want them to think you're a sleazy salesperson. Now I'm not saying it's that stark. Okay? But if you don't think that we are in unprecedented times, then you're not watching the world around you. We have less than a thousand properties for sale in the MLS. We have homes selling for 20% above list price under 10 offers. This is ridiculous is what it is. And as their advisor, their pro, their professional, their, their right hand when it comes to real estate, they deserve to hear from you. So no longer are you the sleazy salesperson. You are the person that is protecting them from missing the boat. So be proactive. And you know what? Remember this. I hope you remember this episode next time you have a snow day. Because there's no better time to pick up the phone than when other people are at home. That's for real. Okay, so as a reminder... You can always ask us for access to the Facebook group, catch the live episodes. You also get links um, to from the Facebook page, which is facebook.com, the re slash the resource podcast, facebook.com slash the resource podcast. You can find links to full episodes, both video and audio. You can also find a subscribe link for the iTunes version of the podcast. You can also find us youtube.com slash Realtor. Lots of different content there at Realtor on Twitter and Instagram. Don't forget about our new content offering, JTP University for five minutes or less. Tactical, practical advice, tips, tricks for you to use today in your real estate business. That is to be found anywhere you find the podcast and also on YouTube. 
Um, that's all I've got for today. This is Jay Pitts. I am the host of Resource Real Talk about Louisville Real Estate, broker owner at REMAX Premier Properties. We'll be back next Wednesday, hopefully with no snow. See you soon. 